friends, and welcome back to Ghoul's Night In, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Midge Munster. And today, Penny, uh, we're going to dive back into one of our favorite topics, which is uh, all different types of things to do with burial rituals and death. (laughs) Yeah, that is one of my favorite topics. Yes. I feel like we get into it a lot here, but that's 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 that stuff we like so it's okay (laughs) oh but that being said we are going to be talking about death and burial today so if that is a sensitive topic please see the next episode um but what we are going to do today is talk about coffins coffins so uh obviously humans have been burying our dead for like ever for thousands of years <laughs> um i think most people probably think egyptians when they think of kind of the original ancient burial rites um but actually there was a, a fifty thousand year old skeleton discovered in a french cave uh, that led scientists to believe that people uh as far back as even the stone age have been cere- ceremoniously burying their dead um but uh today specifically we're talking about burial vessels uh, Mm, delightful things in which to bury people um and the first casket manufacturing did occur in ancient egypt about five thousand years ago and at that time people believed that the soul could only go to the afterlife if the body was preserved Mm -hmm. so that's kind of where this practice begins uh Unfortunately, <laughs> this I w- as I was doing research for this, I was like, "Wow, there's just a huge like gap in the history here." And then someone in one of the articles was like, "Well, yeah, they were all made of wood, and now they're not here anymore." Womp womp womp. So sad fact. Uh, we don't unfortunate know... <laughs> how that worked. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know a ton about uh, the history of like the medieval middle-aged time period about how their their wood coffins were uh structured and whatnot because they're they're not here anymore um we put them in the ground and now they're gone (laughs) and now they're gone but what we do know is that around the 16th century is when coffins started to resemble what we use today um most were wood of like i just said but coffins were also sometimes made of lead or stone to preserve very wealthy or important people that was kind of a reserved practice for people who had dollars um stone coffins are really interesting looking (laughs) that i don't have like a like a burial thing like i like freaked out by burial Mm -hmm. but stone coffins freak me out have you seen this like rectangular slab of stone with the the body carved into it yeah it's pretty intense (laughs) yeah it's literally like a a a rectangular slab that they put it like carved an alcove down into uh with like a rounded circle at the top for the head just like perfect little shape for the person no no wiggle room um and then they would put the slab of stone like on top of that very, this very hole, sp- this hole was made for me. <laughs> if any anyone out there is a a Junji Ito fan, what up? Uh, but then also in these circumstances, sometimes, like I said, lead was used uh, mm-hmm. to preserve the body specifically. And even though that's for obvious reasons no longer in practice because toxicity and environmental safety, um, 
it was really effective. In 2014, there was a group of French archaeologists that uncovered a body of a noblewoman that had died in 1656. And she was so well preserved that all of her clothes and everything in which she was buried, including her like little, you know, uh, delicate cap and her shoes and everything were still intact. Nice. Uh, 350 years later. And they even, they, <laughs> obviously when you open a lead casket, then the decomposition process like picks up. Right. Mm-hmm. So they had, I think they said 72 hours to like keep the body at a certain temperature and kind of look at it and examine it. And then they reburied her, thankfully. Uh, I don't know how I feel. I mean, I understand archaeological purposes of like, ooh, science, but also... Yes, sneak sneak in a quick peek. (laughs) But also they like fully unburied her. I don't know. I think that's a little weird. But um, they even were able to like, the body was still at a point where they could still see that she had like kidney stones and things. Um, So very crazy how lead can preserve a body. Um. But then moving forward, uh, so that was 1656 as she was buried. Um, (laughs) I love this whole story. In 1784, (laughs) good old Joseph II, the Holy Roman Emperor, he... He was really trying to like fuck around and find out with <laughs> with different burial practices. He was like, "What can I get away Let's with?" See. And the answer is nothing. He got away with nothing. Um, he first put out these regulations saying that like graves are solely for decomp- like composing bodies. You don't need all that. Put the body, sew it up in a linen shroud, throw it in a hole with everybody else who died that day, <laughs> and then just. Cover that shit up. Put some quicklime on it. We're good to go. That's all I you mean, need. I he- mean, hey, green green burials are very very trendy right now. So th- thanks, <laughs> right. sir. There you go. Right. Linen shroud. Linen shroud. That sounds like a very trendy modern modern yes. funeral. <laughs> Probably not in a hole with everybody else, though. Yeah. No. 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 Not that. I, I would like to put out a formal request to not throw me in a hole with everybody else. Um, but the public was like hell nah nah (laughs) what (laughs) Um, if we didn't do what if instead absolutely not um so then he decides well then what we're gonna do is make reusable coffins the hot new trend Mm. so they made coffins with trap doors in the bottom so that when they're at the like interment site right they have the coffin like over the hole Uh and then they would flip a little switch (laughs) Just eat you out the bottom. Just the body would just fall through the bottom into the hole in its little shroud. Sure, it's like it's like a magic act. Yeah, that's I'm picturing like them putting. I, I, this is I'm so sorry, not trying to be disrespectful, but like it's so funny to me. I'm picturing them putting like a little like cloth over it and being like, ooh, ta-da! And then the body's like gone. See, I'm picturing like a big lever. Yeah. Pull the lever, like, exactly like yoink ka-chunk. <laughs> like there it goes um so again <laughs> the public was like actually we don't think no. that's it either <laughs> we're not gonna go with that uh, one also not that so yeah that, that only lasted about six months before everybody was like please stop this um and this kind of became the point where it was clear that like having an individual coffin in a grave was gonna become sort of the the standard practice Mm -hmm. of how uh, human burial was going to go. So 
there are different vessels, obviously, in which you can bury a corpse. So we're going to talk about the difference between a coffin and a casket. Mm. Because even though a lot of times, especially in America, we use these words interchangeably a lot, um, but they are not the same. They are different. One of these things is not like the other. Exactly. Uh, So starting with coffins, the word coffin has its root in the Greek word kofinos, meaning basket. Uh, So I did not know that that it was uh, from from a basket word. It's cute. (laughs) The earliest recorded record of the use of this word in the English language was around the 14th century. And that was at the time used to mean like a small box for preserving valuables. Um, And then obviously it changed (laughs) oh Uh, i guess it would be like the same root as like when you say like oh his like coffers were overflowing exactly yeah uh so coffins are their distinction is that they have six sides and are shaped to form around the human body so when you think like you know traditional spooky coffin shape dracula (laughs) tomb, like (laughs) that that's a coffin um and in the United States, the early coffin industry was actually like run by local furniture and cabinet makers who doubled kind of as undertakers. Hell yeah. I'm just picturing them being like, I did not sign up for this. <laughs> That's, uh, I mean, it's a perfect match with remember when we did the hearse episode and they're like, well, you can't have a hearse. There's not enough people to have a hearse and an ambulance. So oh, we'll yeah. just do, we'll just do sharesies. <laughs> so I feel like the furniture makers were like, all right, I guess. <laughs> At least like hearse and ambulance though are like in the like health and medical kind of umbrella you know (laughs) like i can't imagine being like a cabinet maker and they're like hey jeff once you're done making that sweet sweet hutch can you take a couple hours out of your day to put jeff in his box (laughs) like i I make i make a wood box to put a valuable thing in (laughs) yeah i guess that's true uh so yeah they would they would just build wood coffins on an as-needed basis and then as a lot of these changes do happen. We had a big old war here. Uh, and during mm-hmm. the Civil War, they needed a crud load of coffins because yeah. there were, unfortunately, a lot of deceased soldiers and they needed to transport them. And so this marked the start of the like mass-produced coffin era. Uh, and that kind of is where we see the shift from traditional like quote traditional coffins uh i found i found this really soothing and i don't know why i found one article from like the history channel that said before the civil war coffins were made like a fine suit (laughs) that they were like yeah that they were like tailor-made to fit the body that was going in it and i was like like oh that's kind of like elegant and lovely i like that um but then obviously when you're you're mass producing that's not the case and you mm-hmm. need something simple that you can recreate multiple times um also in the early 1900s late 1800s coffins fell out of fashion that's actually like in every article oh. how it's described fell out of fashion became unfashionable so passé so passé uh and i th- that was because the kind of puritan culture that was happening like people didn't want to be reminded that there was a body inside the coffin and since the coffin was very body shaped um they were like no 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 we don't want that 
So that's when the casket comes into play. Um, a casket is what most of us are used to seeing, especially in North America at a mm-hmm. funeral. Four-sided box, kind of trapezoidal top, um, usually with a nice lining of some sort. And they can be, you know, simple or they can be very ornate. Uh, I <laughs> this, this gave me a hearty chuckle. I watched an Ask a Mortician video where she mm-hmm. was talking about the difference between the two. And she mentioned that when caskets first kind of hit the market, that they were being <laughs> advertised as having a chaste design. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so again, the, the idea of seeing the kind of corporal form, the, the, the say human... Those, those wild, lusty coffins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you heard it here first on Ghoul's Night In. If you want to be sexy, be buried in a coffin. Yes. Not a casket. <laughs> um. But they, caskets also started out being mostly made of wood. However, uh, today you can get them in pretty much any material you want. And most of them are made of metal, of steel, uh, which I actually don't. And as soon as I like read that, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But I've never thought about it. Yeah. (laughs) Because a lot of coffins are, or sorry, caskets, see? Mm. Uh, A lot of caskets are, what's the word I'm looking for? (laughs) I'm saying what? Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they... <laughs> I was gonna say like gilded, and I was like, that's not right. <laughs> uh, yeah, like they have like a layer of something to either make them look like wood or uh, different textures. I don't know. They don't look uh, cold and me- metallic. Really. Yeah, they definitely look wooden mostly. Yeah, and then they do still make all like wood caskets, um, but they are expensive, <laughs> very expensive. Uh. So mostly made out of metal, uh, metal caskets first appeared in 1848. <laughs> this is, I love when we get weird names. Dr. Almond Fisk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dr. Almond Fisk received a U.S. patent in 1848 for the first cast iron casket. Oh. Um, which he claimed was airtight and indestructible. And the Fisk airtight coffin was made, uh, well like i already said that whoops completely from cast iron um and bronze plated on the outside and then it kind of looks like a a mummy sarcophagus honestly like it's kind of got that like vacuum sealed body Mm -hmm. shape and it's more rounded (laughs) but then it has a tiny little like scuba diver window (laughs) in the face so that you could view the body since it's completely sealed i mean the Uh, real question is do you have to season it first (laughs) a cast cast iron skillet uh, well no we have we have the technology (laughs) crematoriums are set up for that (laughs) you can stick it in the fire let it heat to the right temperature there you go uh but let me tell you that's not the problem (laughs) no uh but what the problem is is that uh creating an airtight holder for a decomposing body oh yeah uh if you don't know when a body decomposes it releases a lot of gas Mm-hmm. uh your your digestive system is still kind of at work like there's still uh b- bacteria in your gut and stuff going going through the process uh and you're just releasing gas cuz you're decomposing uh so when you put a body in an airtight container and it has all this gas releasing into the <laughs> container with nowhere for it to escape 
we have a fun era where caskets are exploding. Exploding caskets. I love it. Uh, Apparently this is like a thing in the like mortuary science land that they literally call exploding casket syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this still happens from time to time now because there are protective caskets that are kind of marketed to people as being the most protective option to keep your like loved one's body safe from stuff um they're not airtight like this where it's like sealed sealed but they have this it's literally like body tupperware (laughs) (laughs) has like a, a thick rubber uh seal around the edge and uh when bodies are put in like a a mausoleum you can see the effects of this where like the the casket will pop and like hit the wall of the mausoleum and the plate will come out um now it's not like it's not like a bomb like nobody's yeah like, yeah but uh also these airtight things will kind of create like a a soupy situation where like all the mm. moisture is also trapped mm. in there so the body's getting like goopy and then mm. when it pops the like body fluid will kind of come out and leak out the out the mausoleum walls <laughs> uh so don't do that <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna tell you you can't i'm not not my place to tell you what to do with your body but uh i mean i i feel like this is one of those things where i'm like i feel like you have gotten the opposite of what you were aiming for exactly and maybe it would have been better <laughs> to just chill yep. and yeah, let, like and maybe let a nature little... take its course like maybe a little moisture or like a bug gets into my coffin versus my outsides pouring down a wall. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And mm. like a swamp inside my coffin. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, so yeah, the, those uh, Fisk airtight coffins did not last very long. However, they were really uh, prevalent in kind of the amping up of America's obsession with preserving the body after mm-hmm. death and then you know that we could do a whole other episode we could do lots of other episodes on death sciences i'm sure we will (laughs) yeah i'm not i'm not gonna get into like body preservation and embalming and things but that 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 was kind of because we couldn't seal the body totally like that uh we we do start seeing a, a, a change in mortuary sciences yeah uh by the early 1950s, there were more than 700 casket manufacturers in the United States, which seems like too many in my... <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of people die, but all of us, actually, sometimes. I say everybody. <laughs> um, but by 2003, only 147 of those companies were still active. A lot of them, you know, consolidated yeah. into one another. And today, less than a dozen manufacturers make more than 90% of the metal caskets sold in the United States. Uh, It's estimated that three companies, Batesville, Aurora Casket Co., and York Group, produce more than 70% of all caskets sold annually. And uh, it's, I mean, this doesn't surprise me, but just what a crazy number. Casket manufacturing in the United States is a $1.2 billion industry. Ooh. Oof. I mean, they cost a lot. Uh, uh, that's uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so I see, I see where you're making so, like, making that money. Uh, which brings me beautifully to my next. This is just a fun fact. I don't have a lot of info on it. I just thought it was hilarious. Uh, apparently, in 2004, 
Costco caused like a huge uproar in the death industry because they tried to start selling like value caskets. Oh my god, I love it, Costco. Please. <laughs> they were selling like low price steel caskets, and everybody was like, You can't do that, Costco. Uh I think that's so funny. I I kind of wish I was in fourth grade at the time, but I wish that I I would have just bought one just to right? have one. Just to keep it. Uh, I didn't I didn't find any information about what like low cost meant, but also everything cost a lot less in 2004. So. This is true. Uh, but today more actually this is also something I wanted to chat about so like most 75% of the population now is opting to be cremated mm-hmm. rather than buried which uh, I, I, I don't know if we've talked about this before like I, I probably will be cremated <laughs> yeah I think we, we've talked about we talked about death choices a little bit on like the cemetery, our cemetery episode, episode. Yeah. Um, but like caskets are still a really important part of the death services process mm-hmm. and you do still have to have some kind of receptacle even yeah. when you're <laughs> cremated um there are like cremation specific caskets that are just made of a very thin and expensive wood and are made to burn quickly um but basically funeral law kind of uh requ- not requires that it's not like a hard require but most funeral homes and things will not accept a body without some kind of casket or something. Um, so you, you technically, there's no law that says you can't be buried just like in a shroud or something. Um, but in order to go through all the like fancy American funeral proceedings, <laughs> you have to have a box. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but there are a lot of places around the world, not in America, where traditional burial is still like the thing to do. And I actually read a really interesting article about Ghana that like it's common for them to make these really like artistic, beautiful caskets that are in like fun shapes. <laughs> yeah, I've I've read ab- I've read about this. Yeah, they, they, I saw a few pictures. There was ones like uh, like a Coke bottle um and a fun fun custom custom caskets yeah they're like really pretty and uh i think i I saw one that was like a giant tube of lipstick which (gasps) i liked i believe if i'm not mistaken that's also what you said your tombstone shape would be yes (laughs) i think so i think i did say that (laughs) i think we have a solid plan for penny we're gonna get her uh a tube of lipstick casket and put her under a tube of lipstick stone um but I I do like this, and just in general, I, I if I'm not mistaken, and either you might know or listeners tell me if I'm wrong, but I believe that video that went viral a couple years ago of like the dancing pallbearers was also from Ghana. Um, that's and, that sounds right. Yeah, and so I like the I, I don't know I like this kind of more joyful, fun <laughs> uh, funeral practices. That that's my vibe. Yeah, if I, yeah. If I go, I would like someone to carry me in like a big Coke bottle and dance around me. I think that sounds good. <laughs> right. It's, it's 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 nice to have something that's fun and that feels like kind of personalized. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Ooh, no, I do. I well. <laughs> That might have been what I said on the cemetery episode too. I was like, I was like, I don't know what kind of casket I would get like personalized. And I was like, yeah, I think I'd want it to look like a Volkswagen bus. And then I think I'm, I'm literally as I said that, I was like, I think that might have literally been what I said. <laughs> that would on be the, pretty the sweet. Cemetery episode. I think too. it may have been. 
that's so funny. Well, we're consistent, if nothing else. Ooh, yes, we're on we're on theme. Go back and listen to the cemetery episode and tell us if that <laughs> tell was us true. How consistent we were. <laughs> um, but so can you to to wrap up here? Like I said, you don't need a box. Can you still be buried in a coffin? The answer is yes. Hey. Um, you and this is actually very specifically. I think if I were to be buried, I would want a coffin and not a casket. Yeah, uh, go go traditional. Yeah, because I think they're just super pretty. Um, but I mean, as we mentioned on the body farm, there's a whole other list of slew of things that go with like being a fat person who dies and yeah, <laughs> having to to equate for that. So I don't. I would have to have a a beautifully tailored <laughs> casket. See, that's why I say they, it's got to be got to get it pre Civil War style. And yeah, get a, a beautifully beautifully tailor made custom coffin. I don't know why I'm picturing mine like shaped to my body, except at the waist, it has like an A line for my skirt. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be really cute. That would be pretty cute. <laughs> um, but I, I was kind of reading through some different uh, comments on this forum, and uh, actually, quite a few places outside of the U.S., like uh, the Europe and the Netherlands, and in places like Argentina and things, uh, they they still use coffins. Um, some places use them because of socioeconomic stuff just like they are cheaper to yeah. make and a lot of families can't afford like a casket is considered like a, a luxury in a lot of places um but in yeah in like europe you can just pick whichever you want they have both um which i, I think you can hear too but i think from my research it seems like coffins are a little harder to come by in yeah, yeah in i think North kind of America. The, the, the standard practice is yeah. providing you know more casket options well and especially i i would be interested to know and i couldn't find any like solid research backing this but i'm certain that it's a thing just the imagery of coffins and how it's been used you know in halloween decor and yeah. in like vampire <laughs> novels and movies and things like how much of that has informed like people not wanting to be buried in them because they're kind of seen as like macabre yeah which like death is inherently macabre but like right it's like oh no this box doesn't have extra corners therefore there's no way i could possibly guess that there was a dead body here well and like I what saw, i saw somebody comment on that ask a mortician video and i cracked me up it said like americans i don't want to be reminded that there's a body in this box also americans will have an open casket service right? that's like- what i was gonna say it's like um yeah good thing we've got this perfectly rectangular box that's like open part way so i can open. literally see a dead body inside <laughs> right yeah and that's uh i guess i didn't really mention that because that is also one of the like distinct differences between a coffin and a casket is that a coffin like it's one solid lid that like goes on and it doesn't Mm -hmm. come off so caskets were also like the the split lid and everything was created for the purpose of viewership of the the body at the funeral um which to me has always personally been a bizarre practice i don't I don't, I would not want people looking at me. <laughs> don't, I don't even want people looking at me when I'm alive. Don't, like, don't perceive per, don't me. Perceive me. <laughs> don't perceive my corpse. No. Um, <laughs> but I also know that was like heavily Victorian too. That was when they yeah. started putting the little like windows and stuff in coffins so you could look in and be like, hey, bud. Yeah. I um, don't think it was an airtight one, but I was at an oddity store that had like a coffin with the little like bubble. <laughs> 
yeah <laughs> peep portal I'm like portal yeah. you know just in case just in case you need to get to get a look in there yeah uh well I mean I my final question was going to be would you be buried in a coffin or a casket but you kind of already said you would be buried in a lipstick tube <laughs> well I mean if I if if it if I was doing a casket I would want it to be a fun thing because yeah. I'm like a like a standard casket is just kind of whatever to me I I mean I probably I also probably will not actually be buried um right. but I feel like I would want like a very like classic um ornate like coffin that has yeah. maybe some like filigree or something on it um maybe with a little porthole so I can look out and be as long, like, as, long as your hair is like quaffed really yes well. that, yeah. that that see that's the real question because i'm like who's doing my hair who's, who's doing my hair who's doing my makeup like if i look fresh to death then yes people should <laughs> people should admire me before i go to the dirt forever but if if someone someone doesn't know how to you know do winged eyeliner then just close that up <laughs> that brings a new like a whole new meaning to the term like beat for the gods like <laughs> <laughs> literally beat to go to the gods beat like, to go to the gods beat for the afterlife mama. beat for the afterlife mama <laughs> boots the house down uh yeah i i agree i would not i will probably not go that route but i i think i i do think it's funny too you can get like um i don't know not air wrapped what's it called like shrink wrapped <laughs> uh people will put like you know tie-dye or like their favorite sports team like wrapped around their whole ass casket and i'm like that's wild true i do so i did i liked when you said that um that coffin came from like the term for basket because i feel like i've seen like those like really cool like basket (gasps) casket things yes i meant to bring that up they're beautiful that are very beautiful like like much more like eco-friendly yeah like a wicker wicker casket that's pretty cool they're literally i think called like green caskets Mm -hmm. is like the uh, yes i actually if (laughs) poor taylor for being married to me uh it was you know i'm prepping for this episode and it's like i'm finishing up my my notes and it's like freaking eight in the morning (laughs) and i'm like Taylor, let me talk to you about like, you know, if I died, <laughs> like let's let's talk about all the interesting things that I think would be cool. Um, but yeah, I, I I think that if I was telling him like if I were to be buried, I would want to be buried in a state where I could like d- disintegrate. Yeah, yeah, box same. and all. Uh, don't like don't embalm me. I have nothing against anybody who wants to be embalmed, but I don't. Th- that freaks me out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I love. We should maybe try to find a picture of those whisker whisker <laughs> wicker caskets because they're so pretty. I really do like those. Yes. See, I feel like what I'm learning from this like conversation is that I need to get a coffin just to like hang out in. Yeah. While I'm alive and like lay there and like look hot and then. Later then then you can just dump me out of there once I'm trap actually door. dead. Yeah, trapdoor it. Trapdoor it. Keep it. That's the thing where I'm like, I'm no, I don't want anybody to be spending thousands of dollars on something they're just going to dump in the ground. Like, yeah, relatable. Trapdoor me out of there. Keep it in your living room. Find my most... <laughs> Find my spookiest relation next a to a nice hand me down. Yeah, <laughs> here's grandma's coffin. Here's grandma's coffin for your for your personal use. Turn it into a sweet bookshelf or whatever. <laughs> that's that's the plan. That's it. Yes. <laughs> Put it down. 
writing writing as we speak forward please forward this podcast <laughs> to my to as my next will as my last will and testament. testament yeah this is my my last wishes yes well that is a very brief background on coffins caskets and burial vessels delightful uh, like i said we definitely there are so many little niches within this topic that we can go uh, all all in on and i'm sure there will be more so mm-hmm. if you enjoy these type of topics uh let us know and you can do that by leaving us a nice review wherever you hey. listen to this podcast well that's not true uh wherever you listen probably won't most places won't let you leave a review <laughs> however if you're listening on apple Podcasts, leave us a review uh or a rating wherever else that really uh helps us find new listeners and know that you're enjoying these topics uh also if you are wanting to see some pretty coffin pictures i'm sure penny will find yes. some lovely ones uh, you can follow us over on instagram at ghouls night and pod and if you are looking for me you can find me across all platforms at midge munster and you can find me at penny snark and until next time good, good.